Hey, Jeff, thanks for being on the show today. Hey, Mike, how's it going? Oh, pretty good, you know, stuck in the house. Um, all right, so we got Jeff Wilson on today's show. Why don't you just give us a, a, you know, a quick introduction of yourself, um, you know, your school, your position, all that stuff. All right, uh, I go to LeMoyne uh, with Smitty here, and I play outfield, and I'm a junior also in Smitty's class, so we've been pretty close for a couple of years now. Okay. We got two-thirds of the outfield here. That's right. Um, how are you, you know, training during quarantine? You know, it's a weird time. So what are you, what are you kind of doing? Yeah, well, uh, I have a rack in my garage. I always have, and I build a little platform for it with like a couple of sheets of plywood and some horse mat on top. Uh, so I could like start lifting kind of heavier weight on it. Cause it's always been there just to uh, lift on, but now I want to like deadlift on it. So I put some mats out. Uh, I also uh, built a cage. So I've been swinging in that cage a lot just and it's great work to build it you know that's that's a workout in itself and uh but most importantly i've just been like really trying to stay in the habit of getting stuff done so like i wake up early every day I, like shave i i do the work i need to do try before noon like i would go like work on my cage or work on the rack and then i've also started helping people build cages for themselves in their backyard so i've been doing stuff like that Yes. Yeah, so I know, I know this, the, you know, your, your cage background, but can you kind of explain how you, how you build a cage and how you like came up with doing that? Well, there's one way you could do like the easy way where you just like, like sink poles, like counter sink poles in the ground and then hang a net. But when you hit on that net, the poles are going to like collapse in on itself. So what we did was we used, uh, blocks or like logs of wood so on the four corners we have a six by six by 16 uh log of like pressure treated wood so i mean it was super hard to get that in the ground and then up across the top uh to keep it from compressing in on the sides we had another six by six line on top and we would like notch it set it down uh drill a huge screw through it and then countersink it three feet in the ground and fill it with cement and it's 60 feet long, uh, so we'd have – it was every 15 feet, we'd put in two more 4x4x16 four by four by poles, and we'd just keep doing that process over and over again until we got to 60. Just hang it up, put a hitting mat down, you're good to go. So if you can't tell, Jeff's an engineering major, right? Is it engineering or is it something else? It, it's engineering, yeah. It's engineering, yeah. If you can't tell, based on that uh, that description of building a cage, he's an engineering major. Um, all right, let's kind of get into the hitting aspect of things. You know, I think this this is going to be fun for me because I think we we agree with all, well most of most the hitting stuff. Um, one thing I've noticed about you over the last three years is <clears throat> you've really like even when you struggle, you still swing your swing by, by that. I mean, you don't go and change a million different things. Um, you know, you kind of just stick to what you believe in. Uh, so can you kind of talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Well, that's not totally true because I have actually changed my swing twice in my life, once going into my sophomore season. And then I changed it back to what it has been my whole life after that. Cause it's just a bad year. So like, cause like, I've always felt like I've been a good hitter and I, and like that sophomore year, I just lost some of that swagger that like you need to be a good hitter. So in the summer, in that summer, I just said, I'm going to swing the way I want regardless because I've had success with it before. 
And then I was just going to let it happen. So like for me, just, just like hitting is hitting your swing is your swing. And a lot of people like, just, I like tried to make swinging like, like a problem I could solve. Like if I do this then I'll hit good, but like, it, it doesn't go like that. Just take your swing, like just be yourself. So I went back to swing the way I swing in the fall. And I hit pretty good uh, the whole fall. And then our last fall game, actually, I, like kind of went off against Lafayette and I, I just like kind of stepped back, took a deep breath and I was like, all right, like I can do this. And then ever since that day, I felt like I'm like the best hitter in every game we've played. And I think that's the most important part was I just lost that feeling of just like being a great hitter. And for me, like this year, like you and like the first couple of games when I didn't play, like I just, I wasn't going to change anything. Cause I knew once I got in there, like it was going to work out, you know? Yeah, um, can you kind of talk about, you know, like you said, the the mechanical changes, like let's get into the mechanical stuff. Like what did you change, like you're saying, in those two times you did change it. And then also I think what I've seen with you is on on the mental side, you're probably one of the best like mental hitters I've ever seen. Yeah, well, uh, mechanically, my the biggest change, my whole life I've just kind of had a long swing. And it's it's like really – deep in the zone and then out front through the zone. So I'm on plane for a really long time. And I tried to like mess with that a little bit in my sophomore year. And like, I got on the plate and like try to make my turn tighter because that's how a lot of people hit was with a really tight turn. They get on plane really early and it's real tight through the zone and then really more out front. And I just struggle with that. Like being on the plate, like I couldn't see curveballs as well. I couldn't see depth on the pitches as well. So I was like, you know what? So for me, the big thing is being off the plate. And when I'm off the plate, I don't care if it's fast or slow or anything. When I, when I start my swing, I know I can hit any pitch that's coming like in my, in my zone, because when I'm, when you're off the plate, the perceived velocity of the pitch is a lot slower. Just that's just a fact. And you have a lot more space to work because when the ball's away from you, you have more time to get the bat and wrap it around your backside and just try and get it out front and do damage out front, which is what you ultimately want to do. Like no one, if you can hit a single, hitting it off your back hip, but you don't want to do that unless you have two strikes. So I got off the plate and I wanted to hit hanging curve balls. I wanted to hit just mistake fastballs. And I want to whip my bat around and just crush it out front. And also being off the plate, like everything's farther away from you. I just don't care if I hit the ball the right field. Like if I hit the ball the right field, I feel like I can, I can hit it. 30 feet over the fence. It just doesn't bother me. Like that's why like you work out. And that's why, that's why I have, that's why you hit like to make sure you can hit the ball the right field when you have to. Right. right. Um, and, oh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say just mentally, I think it's just about like believing yourself and having the right kind of focus because I changed my mindset to like, once I get on the field, I, I like don't have to try because the game will just happen like the way I expect it to happen. Cause I've played baseball a lot and I've played well a lot. So like to me, like I know what pitch is coming. I know like how hard he's throwing. Like I don't have to worry about that stuff because I've like already visualized myself having success and everything. So I don't have to worry about stuff like that. And I, th- I think that's a big part of it is like, it's easy to do something when you're not worried about it. Like I'm just not worried about hitting a curveball because it's so a lot of guys in high school just hang curveballs and a lot of people take them because they're looking for fastballs. But if you hang a curveball, all I have to do is literally make contact with it. And it's going to go over the fence. Cause it's already spinning the right way. You know? 
Right, yeah. I, I was going to jump on that because one thing that, you know, you've said, you know, just in our conversations that's kind of helped me is, you know, I'll, I'll come back from the dugout after striking out on a, you know, a changeup as a lefty hitter, changeup, changeup in the dirt, hardest pitch to hit uh, or lay off of, you know, and I'm, I'm cursing all over the place, mad at myself, right? And yeah. I think one of the best things that you said was, if you can't hit that pitch, don't worry about it. You know, like, like mm-hmm. if you can't hit that slider away, then don't worry about it. Right. I can't like with, with how far I'm off the plate and how the strike zone is in college. If the ump's calling like this, the fastball on like literally the other batter's box, you know what? He just is. And I'm just right. like, that's fine. And it's whatever, you know? <clears throat> and I think that's a thing. A lot of guys lose in college is like, they're so worried about what they can't do. Just like go up there and do what you do, you know? Like we had a lot of guys on our team at the start of the year that were like working on their weaknesses. And I'm like, you know what? Like, let's work on what you're good at because you're gonna have a chance to use it in the game. Right. You so know? your your approach is more, you know, I'm I'm gonna look for that one pitch and if it's there, I'm gonna hit it. If it's not, oh well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna focus like you're saying, focus on on your strengths. Yeah, and a lot of people like when people say like, I'm looking for that one pitch, like, yeah, you can say it like that, but I'm more looking in like a lane and that lane's pretty big. And like, that's where people get like a mistake when like a uh, big league hitters talk about like, I'm looking for my pitch. And like, they think, Oh, I'm going to be like selective. Like that one pitch for a big leaguer. It, it literally might be like three quarters of the strike zone, you know, unless you're on like a three, one count. You're like, I want a ball right here. But even at that, when it's a three, one count, like, I don't want to walk. Like if I walk, I'm going to be on first. And then I stole two bases this year, literally because like <laughs> the pitchers like just didn't pay attention. Right. Or I could just absolutely boogie whip a ball over the center field fence, you know? So it's stuff so like you're that. Almost, right. You're, you're almost looking more in a zone rather than a pitch. Right. No, definitely. I think of it more in like lanes. Like there's a lane stretching like from like, kind of like the heart of the plate and then out front a little bit, like that's my lane. And if a ball comes in that lane, I don't care if it's a hundred miles power with like pale or it's a loopy curve ball. It's like five miles an hour. If it's in that lane, I'm going to swing and I'm probably going to crush it. So like, that's how it is. Right. I mean, especially at, at our level there, you know, pitchers are going to make mistakes. You know, it's not, it's not power five baseball. You know, people are, are going to hang that curveball like you're saying. And I think I've seen you hit more hanging curveballs over the fence than probably anyone I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the get me over curveball. Like if I'm Oh one, I'm like, dude, if this guy tries to get Oh two, it's a crappy curveball starting at my face. I'm going, I'm like, I'm going to hit a home run. Cause okay. like a lot of people like don't hit curveballs because they're like, oh, I just want to hit fastballs. And I'm like a curveball is literally just a slower fastball. And like, I think it's like easier to track too. And like, even like watch the, watch the pros and like watching power five baseball, the amount of hanging curveballs that these guys throw is ridiculous. Like it's kind of hard to throw. A, like you're either going to bury the curveball or it's going to hang. And if you bury it, like to me, if I'm off the plate and they're trying to bury a curveball, like it's right out of the hand. I'm going to be like, that is going to hit the dirt. Right, That's yeah, why I like being that, that off the plate. Yeah. Cause yeah. when you're on the plate, it's harder to see the pop in the depth. Like you, like when you're on the plate, I feel like it might be a little easier to hit fastballs, but it's harder to hit curveballs. than like, eventually, like when I was sitting in the middle of the order, like when I was sitting fourth, there was a ton of curveballs and I was crushing them. And then they moved me up to second, 
And like, you know, I was like, you know, I'm still going to stay in my process. I'm probably going to get a little more fastballs, but whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, moving on to the next question here, you kind of answered all of it already, but, um, you know, you were on pace for, I think it was like 15 home runs, yeah. right? Something like that. <clears throat> yeah. Which, <clears throat> in, in division two baseball, especially, you know, in the Northeast, that's a lot, you know, that, that is a ton in a 150 at bats or so that that's a lot of home runs. Um, so what would you kind of attribute that success to, even though you already touched on most of it, but if there's anything else. Yeah. Well, the, like that was all like the mechanical and the mental stuff. But like, I feel like a big thing also that I didn't talk about was this year, I kind of made the decision. Like, it's not about baseball. It's about getting stuff done and being successful. Cause I bought into this mindset where like success is a habit. And like, so every time before a game or before practice, I would make sure like my dorm room's clean, my hotel room's clean, our kitchen's clean. I want to make sure I eat right. I want to make sure I get like 10 hours of sleep before a game. I want to make sure I do all my assignments well and on time. So I'm just used to the whole week, just getting stuff done, getting stuff done. And then when the game would come, it would be like, all right, like there's a guy in the second, there's two outs. I, I like, we have to score him. So I'm just going to get it done. So like, it's just like, it's a habit. Like being successful is a habit. So over and over, I'm just getting stuff done. And I get to the game and be like, just gotta get this done. Gotta get this done too, you know. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a very interesting way of looking at things. I mean, you're taking things that are outside of baseball and using them to help you with baseball. Yeah, no, yeah, that's why I think it's important. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it works though for me. I think definitely. And hey, it works. People, it works. Clearly, yeah. it worked. <laughs> um, you know, like like we mentioned, you're a you know you're an engineering guy. Um, how do you kind of relate science to baseball? Well, I'll talk about like kind of the way I swing. So for me, like I swing the way I swing because that is just how I swing, but it also helps knowing that the way I swing, it gives me a lot of, a lot of margin for error to hit a lot of pitches with different velocities and different spin. Cause I'm just in the hitting zone for so long and watching guys like my favorite hitters, like LeMahieu and Martinez, like they swing the same way and they talk about it. If you can have the most margin for error, you're going to be successful because you're just not going to be on time every time. That's, that's just impossible. And when you swing with like a downward slope, you have like, you can only hit the ball one way to really hit a home run or hit a double. When you swing like just slightly up and you're just flat as can be through the zone. If I am late, I'm going to shoot a ball to right field. And if I'm early, I'm going to hit a home run to left. And it's just, I think that helps a lot. And also another thing Oh, I also talked about like moving off the plate. Your perceived velocity is lower, obviously, the farther away you get from a, from something. So like, for example, like if you're looking at a car from like really far away, it looks like it's going to move slower. But if that car drives by you like two inches from your face, it's going to look like it's going a hundred miles an hour. And it's no different for a pitch. Uh, but like for one more thing, it's kind of just an off note that I know it's worked a lot for me is uh, I like to play like a little hungry during games because like evolutionary speaking, if humans couldn't function when they were like starving, then we would just all be dead. Like if you, like when they had to kill something cause they were starving, if they weren't absolutely locked in, like humans would just be gone. So I like to play a little hungry. Yeah. That's something we talked about before. Um, you know, I, I kind of, with the moving off the plate thing, I think a lot of people, especially now, are moving closer to the plate mm-hmm. because, like you were saying, they want a quicker turn or that tighter turn when necessarily, like you're saying, it, it's, 
it's not that you know that's not really what you wanted um, right can you kind of just hit on where you kind of got this information from or where you know what are your sources of getting this kind of information well I, th- I thought a lot of it myself because I was like I'm on this plane and I'm like my swing just like doesn't like I feel like I'm like rushing my swing my elbow is getting up and like I feel like I'm sliding through the zone as opposed to turning on it and I noticed I was hitting curveballs very well because like I had time to turn but like I would start doing this drill where like we'd front toss from really close <clears throat> overhand and I like just couldn't turn on a ball and I like I was flaring a lot and I was like what the hell man so I was like I was I played for a men's league team also in the summer and there's a lot of good players on that team and one of the old guys is so far off the plate it is ridiculous and I was like like why he's like why you saw so far off the plate he's like yeah this looks slower I'm like He's probably, he's probably right. And then also when I'm off the plate, I can like literally see the plate. Like I can see. It. So I just know, like I can zone my vision in on that lane. So like I'm up there, I'm just looking at the plate. I'm like, oh yeah, right there. And so, <clears throat> yeah, it's just like, I've seen certain hitters like LeMahieu and Martinez guys. I swing like with a really long and like in the zone swing, they're off the plate a lot. And I think a lot of it is when you're off the plate, you have to be comfortable with just your a swing being a ball that like goes over the right field fence that's a big thing for me is just being comfortable hitting like a pitch down the middle like down the right field line i'm fine with that yeah i mean i i kind of took like 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 i've been saying you know we've had conversations about hitting before and i kind of took a little piece of that early on this season i really struggled with um as a lefty hitter getting front doored with two seams mm-hmm. and it's, you know, with all this new like rap Soto stuff and whatever pitchers are learning how to design pitches, you know, and actually be able to front door that two seam. And it was hard for me because I was so close to the plate and, you know, we didn't, we didn't have our full season obviously. So I didn't really get to test it completely, but I felt like I definitely had more success further off the plate. Let's uh, let's jump into the rapid fire portion here. We got ten questions, rapid fire. All right, here we go. What's your walkout song? Uh, and this is I was gonna do Kings of Summer, uh, but, but I think I'm gonna I would I change it to Welcome to Hayesville by Brantley Gilbert. Have you heard that song? I haven't, but I am you, a country guy. I know we're you both should country listen guys, to it. So it's a good song. It, gas, it fires me up. I started listening to it while I was building my cages and stuff. Like it gets me going. It was tough this year not having a walkout song. It was very tough. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite snack? Uh, cashews. Cashews, nice. That's a healthy option. Um, pre-game ritual. This one's a little weird, but uh, every night, like before the game, I'd like go in the shower and like I like listen to this uh, like book on tape and literally just watch myself hitting home runs like while I'm taking a shower, just over <laughs> and over. And be like I'm going to get someone tomorrow. Is that then also a superstition? What else do you have with superstitions? I have, I always shave before a game. Just get ready. Shave the forearm, shave the face. It's it's time to go. The forearms are a little weird, but that's okay. Well, what about the uh, the caffeine? I will say this. No one wants to shave their forearms until they shave their forearms and they're like, I look jacked. But the caffeine... Yeah, it's still a little weird. (laughs) Well, And the caffeine, I do it just because like one... You know, I just get the eyes a little loose, man. I'm lo- I loosen up my muscles before the game. I stretch out, loosen the eyes up a little bit. 
quick, can you tell the the really heavy bat story? My coach gives me his pay. He's like, hey, I want, like, here's the only 30, because I'm the only guy that really swings a 34 on the team. He's like, hey, like, here's a 34, like, uh, in case you break yours, if you, and you want to swing it. I like, I'm like, all right, I don't really pick it up till like the next day. I'm about to hit off the machine with, and I pick it up. And I'm like, this bat is literally a hundred pounds. And it's like, he's like, no, 34, 31. It's a drop three. I'm like, there's no way this thing's a drop three. And in the fit, in the uh, engineering lab, we have like a really precise scale. And I put this thing on the scale and it's 37.1 ounce. And I was like, oh, rip. like this is a plus 3.1. I bring it back to my coach. I'm like, this has to have gotten waterlogged. So we go into the storage room and he brings more out and they're just all like super big. Yeah. Huge. yeah. But we actually all started swinging them off the machine. Uh, me and a couple guys. Cause it, when you're hitting like, like, I know it's like 70 off the machine with like an 80, it feels like like 89 or something like that. But when you have that heavy bat, it makes it feel so easy in the game. That's a great story. Um, favorite meal from the calf. I was having trouble, like, even remembering what the calf was like because I yeah. barely go there. But, like, I, I guess the chicken and rice on, like, a Monday with broccoli. All right. That, again, a healthy option. Nor- the normal answer is mac and cheese or the chicken nuggets. But that's a healthy option. I'm lactose intolerant, so I'm, right. I'm on a whole different beast than everyone else. Um, what's your plan after baseball? Uh, you know, like, I don't really like making plans that much anymore because the second I make a plan, I start it and then something yeah. else happens. So, like, I yeah. always just try and, like, do stuff. Cause like when I do something, then like a plan kind of materializes. Like I should be like just getting a job in engineering. Like maybe I'll do my master's. I don't know yet, but we'll see. Um, favorite college baseball memory. Uh, definitely the second game in Myrtle beach hitting two home runs in the same game. One of them was a grand slam backside. Had me all fired up. <laughs> Always backside. Always backside. I, I thought you would go with, um, and this is kind of one of mine, is the regional game where Pittman hit the double and oh, then got taken out. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. But that was, that was, that was one yeah. of the most emotional moments I've ever seen on a baseball field. Yeah. I keep pissed on that, too. <laughs> yeah. I do remember that now. That was crazy. With half a hamstring, half with a lit, right hamstring. I don't even think he had a hamstring. All right. Um, last question we got here. What drives you in baseball or drives you to get better in baseball or in life in general? This is a hard question. So this, I would say yeah, like, it's a deep one. The, like, just like the drive is what drives me. Like, I just like doing stuff. I just, like, that's like the best answer I could give. Like, I don't have like some deep reason why I like to like work hard or why or like any of that stuff. I just do it because like, I feel like I just like to, I don't know. Right, you're process oriented. Yeah, definitely. Right. Uh, all right. I mean, that that was some great stuff there, Jeff. Um, we all right. This was uh, Jeff Wilson, Lemoyne College outfielder. Thanks for being on the show, Jeff. Yeah, thanks for having me, Smith. This is awesome.